and welcome to the Richard Rance Show. It is today, Wednesday, the 7th of October, as time continues to fly. Welcome to my show every Wednesday at 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific Time, here to talk about politics, what is going on in our world, what is going on in our nation, city, in our minds. I take calls from my audience, scheduled mostly in advance, and if you would like to call into my show, please go ahead and message me on Facebook, or you can send me an email at richardrance at yahoo.com. I also have a Richard Rance Show group on Facebook that is a public group, and you would be welcome to join and join in the discussion of what is going on. So what is going on? A lot of things. So one of the things, before I get into the immense number of events going on, I would like to share with you that for the second half of my show, in the second half of my show, I'm going to have a very special guest. And that will be Lisa Grace. She's going to call in at 5.35 p.m., so I hope that you'll stay tuned and listen to a conversation where we're going to talk about how to maintain or develop compassion in these very divisive times. Compassion is a virtue that is very much missing from our relations with people, especially those that we do not agree with in our national conversation and in our personal conversations. And it is something that I also find difficult to get in touch with when I find myself debating with someone particularly who may be subscribing to completely unjustified and noxious conspiracy theories, such as those that are included in the immense QAnon umbrella of conspiracy theories. And QAnon, as we've discussed in a previous show, has amalgamated a large number of conspiracy theories to bring people in from everywhere who may believe either that 9-11 was an inside job, in some ways it was, um, or that JFK assassination was a conspiracy. That one I believe. Then there are others that are far less believable, like, well, that are frankly unbelievable, like the conspiracies that say that the entire COVID coronavirus pandemic is some kind of hoax, which it obviously isn't, or that mask wearing is not an effective defense against being infected with the coronavirus, which it very much is, as is supported by every respectable health expert throughout the world and has been proven by practice. If you look at which countries were successful in combating the coronavirus, it's been well established that 
mask wearing, contact tracing, testing, and then also isolation and quarantine where required are effective means of controlling this pandemic virus. And this is not rocket science. It's already been well known that these are the best practices for avoiding, avoiding a pandemic. Any pandemic that is passed airborne by airborne means will be prevented to a large extent by mask wearing if all the public does so. And that is very much the case with this coronavirus pandemic, the COVID-19, which is very similar to the SARS pandemic, which swept through much of Asia, Southeast Asia, a few years ago. And they learned from their lesson at that time so that they were ready. Countries like Japan and South Korea, um, Taiwan and Thailand are all countries that have successfully succeeded in reducing coronavirus transmission and deaths by using these well-established best practices. But to return once again to the honored guest, just so I can continue to let you know that she will be calling in. She's scheduled to call in on the second half of my show. So I hope that you will stay with me after my initial overview and opinion segment uh, here, which is for the first half hour. But on the second half hour, I will have guest Lisa Grace. She will talk about how she applies compassion in her conversations and approach in these divisive times. For the last 18 years, Lisa has explored all manner of alternative relating and practices. She has a degree in performing arts and psychology, which was followed by deep explorations of kink and then Tantra, and is now pursuing a master's of divinity in sexuality and religion. She offers private sessions for shadow integration and awakening using neuro-linguistic programming Hakami therapy, and the Western sacred sexuality practice known as the yoga of intimacy, and teaches the work of the late Shakti Milan at the Shakti Shiva Academy. You can find her at www.sacredawakeningoneword.com, sacredawakening.com. So I'm honored to have uh, Lisa Grace join me on the second half of the program to discuss how to approach our conversations and our interactions with people in these divisive times with compassion. Now to get back to my more ranting segment about what is, what the heck is going on in our world. I will start with what is at the top of the news. Now we hate the fact that the, horrible, not my president, liar and gangster in chief in the White House, dominates the news always. Um, he did manage to distract us from the news that came out right before his COVID diagnosis about his tax situation where he didn't pay taxes for many years. 
and paid only $750 of tax last year. And as we know, he seems to be very wealthy, but the wealth may well be a chimera because we also know from investigative reporting that the so-called president owes over $400 million, and it could be a lot more than that. That's just what we have been able to uncover through diligent reporting, owes over $400 million to creditors unknown, many of whom are most likely money laundering Russian oligarchs and others in Turkey and in India and the Philippines. By the way, he paid a lot more taxes in Turkey and India and the Philippines than he did here in the United States. Oh, what a criminal gangster. Goes on and on and on. It's frankly exhausting how much crime the so-called president is involved in. So the top of the news, well, this so-called president finally tested positive for the coronavirus that he has downplayed throughout the entire run of this virus, much to the detriment of the well-being of the people of our nation, who with 4% of the world's population has over 25% of the world's coronavirus cases and deaths now numbering well over 200,000 deaths from the coronavirus. And as Trump's niece pointed out and is quoted on Democracy Now! today, he is essentially guilty of murder because it is of a direct result of his malfeasance that well over 200,000 people have died and over a million people, and this is in the United States, have been infected, many with long-term health effects that will be a negative factor in their lives for the rest of their lives. It is incredible, incredible malfeasance and arguably murder and certainly manslaughter at the very least that these people were killed, that these people died. Countries that have responsible leaders that followed responsible steps to diminish the effect of the coronavirus did not have this number of deaths. Trump is responsible. Mary Trump was interviewed on Democracy Now! this morning and talked about how her uncle, Donald Trump, is responsible for this. She recently wrote a book that came out about Donald Trump called Too Much and Never Enough, 
how my family created the world's most dangerous man that outlines some of his background, terrible family background. His father also was a racist and a grifter and had incredibly, and a narcissist, and had incredibly negative lessons to teach his sons about how one must never show weakness, and weakness includes being sick or addicted, having addictions, or ever admitting that you're wrong. And Donnie, Donnie J, learned those lessons and follows them to a T. A narcissist who will never admit that he's wrong and who also cares about no one but himself. And thus, this led him through negligence to finally be infected by the disease that he continuously downplayed. And then to go ahead and spread it to anyone that got in contact with him and continues to spread it, even left the hospital, not even, not even having run the course of the virus, actively sick from the virus, forced his way out of the hospital. And we all saw him take off his mask like Mussolini, no doubt one of his idols on the porch of the White House, take off his mask before going in to spread COVID continuously to everyone there, including elderly workers, domestic workers at the White House, who've been there many for decades without a care about spreading them, spreading the coronavirus to them and causing them potential death. And they, like most of the public, do not have access to top immediate medical care the way he does as president. And he's roided up. That's part of the, you know, that, that was another interview on Democracy Now! Uh, yesterday where they spoke to uh, the woman who was who lost her father to COVID and who also was a guest at the Democratic Convention. And that is Kristen Orquiza. And she was interviewed on Democracy Now! on Tuesday. Her father was a healthy 65-year-old, as she said at the Democratic Convention. His only pre-existing condition was trusting Donald Trump. And for that, he paid with his life, I quote. And her father was diagnosed with COVID and went to the hospital and was told many of the same symptoms as Donald Trump initially had and was told to go home and come back if he became short of breath. Well, he went home for six days until he became short of breath. No treatment during that time. And when he was barely able to drag himself to the hospital, he did so. And he went to the hospital at that point. But it was too late. And he died two days later. 
Now, if he had received the immediate care, in-depth care, using every possible, every available treatment known, including experimental treatments and steroids the way Donald Trump has received, he and many others might have been able to survive. And that's, of course, unfortunately, they were even infected because, once again, the Trump administration did not take the appropriate steps to avoid a disaster caused by the coronavirus. Well, since Trump was diagnosed, he went ahead and continued to put others in danger of infection and, in fact, has infected many. And his press secretary, Kaylee McEnany, who has, in fact, also tested positive for coronavirus, informed the American public that she would not inform us. Basically, told the American public that the White House will not reveal anyone in the administration who tests positive and will not, in fact, tell us the test results or the COVID status of anyone in the administration. These are employees of the American taxpayer, and we have a right to know. This is our government, and we have a right to know. This is all par for the course for this criminal and undemocratic and unconstitutional administration that runs on lies, subterfuge, criminality, corruption, and misinformation. It is all of a part with that. And they have also failed to do any contact tracking. They have failed to inform anyone who was exposed to members of the administration who have tested positive for COVID or their contacts have failed to inform reporters who were exposed, other officials, Democratic elected officials, members of the military, donors, none of them were informed as they should have been if this administration were responsible, which it isn't. It is not a responsible administration. It is not an administration that follows the norms of propriety or law, and thus they're not following it. And by doing so, they set a negative example as they have from the beginning of this coronavirus epidemic, which has caused the extreme severity of this epidemic, which puts to shame the country in relation to how other nations who have a more responsive and more responsible government that was able to take measures 
to protect their populations. There is a unofficial COVID-19 tracking chart online that is being updated constantly and that shows all the people who have been in contact with administration members, starting with the president, Melania Trump. It was Hope Hicks who was first diagnosed and that was covered up. And if CNN had not broken that story, despite it being covered up, they would have kept that information from the public and they're continuing to keep that information from the public. If you want to look at this chart, it is on public.tableau.com slash profile slash Peter James Walker. If you Google Peter James Walker, public tableau, COVID-19 at the White House contact tracking, you will be able to see this. Or if you're a member of the Richard Rance show group on Facebook, you can see this tableau. I put up the link for it. And it shows everyone who is in contact with members of this administration and what their status is. And the way that they trace these contacts, the way that Peter James Walker and his team traced the contacts was through public information, articles in newspapers, tweets, and each source for how they found out the status or how the person was in contact with those members of the administration who were infected is all listed on this chart. And people like Stephen Miller and a more nasty person we couldn't imagine. A more deserving person of illness we couldn't imagine. The architect of the racist policy against immigrants on the southern border and elsewhere, and the Muslim bans. He's basically a racist and a neo-Nazi who has posted on neo-Nazi websites and has tweeted and forwarded neo-Nazi emails and misinformation, Stephen Miller. Well, he has, he has the coronavirus, he got it. And the severity is unknown. Now many, much of this is, much of the quarantine status and severity of these cases are unknown because the White House is covering it up and isn't telling us, but many, Members of the administration, Democratic officials, members of the military have been exposed. Many of them are quarantining. Many have tested positive. And many most likely have been has te have tested positive, but the White House is covering up whether they tested them or not or what their status is, despite the fact that the American public has a right to know. For instance, on the day that Trump tested positive for coronavirus. That was Thursday, October 1st. And I'm looking at a timeline of Trump coronavirus on CNN.com. 
On that very day, after he tested for coronavirus, he took a trip to New Jersey with his personal aide, John McEntee, and Press Secretary Judd Deere, and they are both on this list of members of the administration and media and military who are exposed to others who either tested positive for coronavirus or were exposed to those who tested positive for coronavirus. But if you scan down the list and look at John McEntee, his personal aide, well, his status is unknown. And he was on that same flight with Judd, Press Secretary Judd Deere, another one who was exposed nonchalantly by President Trump to this coronavirus, potentially deadly coronavirus. And Judd Deere, well, his status is unknown as well. Well, after that, he went on to his golf club in Bedminster for a fundraiser. Who attended that fundraiser? CNN does not know. However, some of those attendees were actually uncovered on the tracking app. But of the donors at the fundraiser, 19 of them have been tracked down or donors who have been exposed to members of the administration with coronavirus, of which 19 have been tracked down. So far, they are lucky that none of them have, well, I was saying that they're lucky, but as I pulled them up on the chart, we just don't know what their status is. GOP donors such as Brandon Dawson, Charlie Colian, Daniel Hux, John Sett, Keith Frankel, folks like that. We don't know. We do not know what their status is. Apologize for that. I am at home, like many of us here, dealing with the coronavirus and quarantining as best we can. The show was previously recorded in the studios of San Francisco Public Access Television, but those studios are closed, so I am broadcasting from home. Yes, none of the donors have officially tested positive, but that's because we don't know what their test results are. And in view of the fact that the administration has neglected to inform anyone who they have knowingly, mostly knowingly exposed to the virus, many of these fundraisers perhaps do not even know that they were exposed. And in fact, some of the donors on this list are currently, they have not been able to determine who they are. They just know, and I can click on the source for one of the anonymous donors here on this chart and see what the, what the source is. And we don't have a source. So we know that he was at a New Jersey fundraiser with multiple donors. And as CNN says, they do not know who those donors were and neither does Mr. James Walker, Mr. Peter James Walker, who has compiled this list. So these donors, perhaps they know who they are, and if they are worried, which they should be, then perhaps they have already gotten tested, but 
they have not informed anybody of what their status is. And since they're GOP donors, one perhaps might think that they will cover it up. But for instance, Keith Frankel, who's a GOP donor, we do have a source for how we know that he was he was exposed to the virus because he was at the ceremony at the White House Rose Garden. And that was uh, a maskless ceremony with President Trump and First Lady Melania Trump, over 150 guests. And that guest list is known. And that is how the COVID-19 contact tra tracking Tableau was able to be updated with those donors, such as Keith Frankel, Daniel Hux, Brandon Dawson. They were at that event. And that event is detailed in the Washington Post. 